Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Congressman, uh, welcome back. Uh, thanks for joining us after a whirlwind tour. You bet. Thanks, Tom. Well, Israel, I'd like to start with, um, give us an idea of what you've seen, how recent. I know you've met with top uh, Israeli figures. What can you tell us? Yeah, I met with uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and the entire military leadership, the Speaker of the Knesset. Um, you know, Dom, it's very reminiscent to the way that the, the gut punch that America experienced right after 9-11, where people were just down on the dumps, depressed, that depression turned into anger, the anger turned into action um, to, to urgently defend one's nation. They're going through that. Um, the, the number of people they lost in Israel um, on October 6th was the equivalent of us losing 60,000 uh, Americans uh, in a terror attack. Um, it's touched everybody. Either they knew somebody um, personally that, that is a hostage or that was killed or they uh, have family members as part of the IDF that are getting deployed. And, I know that their efforts have been subject to some criticism, particularly those on the left. Um, I can tell you, Dom, they are doing everything they can to secure their border, protect their nation, just like every nation has the obligation to do. Um, it's a more complicated situation at this phase um, because there were uh, 24 uh, Hamas battalions. They've taken out uh, 18. There's six battalions remaining. Of those six, four out of the six battalions are in the city uh, of Rafa which uh, normally uh, is the home of 200,000 residents. There's now 1.2 million, about a million refugees were sent there. And that's the border crossing into Egypt. And Egypt has shut the door, not allowing them to cross in. So it's created a you know, humanitarian crisis and a challenge for uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu to finish a job trying to weed out Hamas amongst all those uh, refugees. When they talk with you, the thing that I remember from this, uh, the numbers, as you said, the shock of it, et cetera, it's the tactic that was used here, torture, sexual assault, brutality beyond belief. It wasn't outliers. This was their tactic, make them unclean, humiliate them, uh, in addition to kill them. Is that something you sense in Israel that's still apparent, that they remember that? It is, Tom. Um, and, you know, one could suspect without going there how awful and terrible they must feel. And it, it was palpable when you when you arrive in the country, the, the, the just sadness and shock um, still is with them. Um, and that's understandable because not only, you know, just the pure loss of life, not only the hostages, um, you know, still still being detained by Hamas, but the, 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 the raw brutality. 
of these terrorists that have absolutely no regard for human life, um, attacking women, children, the elderly, uh, the worst forms of tol- torture, barbaric torture you can possibly imagine. Uh, these are these are insane uh, terrorists that have no value for life, and Israel can't be expected to live along the border with people of that mentality. And you know, I support what they're doing. I know, you know, uh, public support in in many areas has fallen off, but I think that a nation has to do what they need to do to defend their their borders and their people. And Israel is doing that right now. And, and again, I wanted to tell listeners, uh, maybe obviously, but it's good to state it, that uh, politics has no part in this. We're not going to get in anything political. For obvious reasons, you're in a different uh, sphere here when you're engaged in this. But what the heck are we doing at the U.N.? It seems like we're trying to uh, force them into a ceasefire. You've been there. I can imagine it, though. They're making good progress on Hamas. But if they allow six divisions to still survive at this point, some way or another, we're going to have the same problem again. No question about it. And, you know, every time uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's criticized, what what is he expected to do? Set, send people back to their villages right along the Gaza border when you still have six battalions that have, that have committed complete horrific atrocities? Of course, of course he shouldn't be doing that. He's got to finish the job. Just like we had to, you know, finish a job after 9-11 to protect um, our nation. So, um, you know, the the, um, the the aid package that we're, we're, we're needing to send to them amongst uh, Ukraine and our, our southern borders you mentioned um, uh, is to really help them finish the job. Um, you know, our bill provides military uh, defensive equipment only, no humanitarian aid, um, because Europe Europe is in a position to provide humanitarian aid. What they need help from us is, is the lethal, uh, you know, the military equipment. Okay, let's talk about your build, too. Uh, yours and several others, problem solvers, uh, said to be something different than what we've seen before. You probably know I'm in the camp. Now, you're inside the the details and the people that you're going back and forth with. I don't trust Biden to do anything on the border other than essentially what we've seen so far. He'll pretend for a while. And the mechanism, Brian, that would stop him from pretending to get this border uh, thing off his political plate while essentially, at the first chance, taking us back to the chaos that's there now. What's different in what you're doing? Well, um, to start, the, the death knell of every immigration bill uh, in my lifetime has been its, its, its breadth. It's, uh, they, they, they cast a wide net and they end up you know, getting nothing. And that was certainly the case, at least with the first attempt by Senator Lankford in the Senate. That's why we kept it very narrow, Tom. We limited to two provisions. Uh, every time I've been to the border, every single Border Patrol officer, CBP officer, Coast Guard officer has told me the same thing, and all my colleagues, the same thing. You uh, uh, give us back Title 42 authority and give us back Remain in Mexico, 80% of the problem will be solved because if you give them turnaway authority at the border, the migrant flow, particularly from the Triangle countries, will, will slow down and eventually stop. The, the problem we have now is the message is getting out with the assistance of the cartels throughout these countries in Central America that they're letting people in. And not only are they letting people in, they're giving you benefits. So when that word gets out, the migrant flow increases and our Border Patrol agents are overcome at the border. So what is Title 42? What is Remain in Mexico? Title 42 um, was a, um, a, a policy advance during uh, the Trump administration directly tied to COVID. 
um, as a public health protection mm-hmm. mechanism that, that gave our Border Patrol officers the ability to turn people away at the border for public health uh, reasons. We obviously, and for good reasons, have ended the COVID-19 emergency. I voted on the floor of the House to end that. With ending the emergency, ended the Title 42 authority to our Border Patrol officers. So our provision, step one in this two-step immigration process, is to reinstate Title 42 without the public health uh, emergency requirement and allowing them to turn migrants away at the border. Second is remain in Mexico. This is a statute passed by Congress uh, a long time ago, Dom, and it's actually not just remain in Mexico, it's remain in Mexico and Canada. And this was the the case that the Supreme Court recently took up, where uh, Mm -hmm. it it gave discretion to the administration. It said they may turn people away. And because of the discretionary language, the Supreme Court said Congress basically gave authority to the administration to the... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Determine whether or not they want to enforce this. President Trump chose to enforce it. President Biden has chosen not to enforce it. So our provision in this bill changes all the maze and the shouts. It, it, it changes from discretionary to compulsory. And that's why this provision is so important. So, Dom, ironically, this piece of legislation would absolutely positively solve the crisis at the border. We have made it bipartisan, one-to-one D to R. As you know, I like things to be because it adds credibility to it. And on the foreign aid side, it's defense equipment only. It's not humanitarian. It's a pared-down um, version of that. And moreover, we add something called REPA, uh, this is requiring seized Russian assets to finance uh, our uh, assistance to Ukraine. So it makes all the sense in the world. Um, and that's why we've attracted such broad bipartisan support. What is the penalty? Or again, I'll come back to this. And you're a realist on this stuff. I agree with you. Those are the sound. Po- well, first of all, I wanted to ask you this. If you have an insight, often cited is one of the Border Patrol unions, I guess the principal one, that he signed off on the Lankford slash uh, Biden administration plan, uh, I think the boots on the ground, based upon you and just my gut instinct, would not sign off on it. But he did make statements that lead one to believe that he, he would. What can you tell us about that? Well, I think it, it, it was half a loaf versus no loaf. That was their perspective. Okay. But I will, t- I will tell you, 
if you don't have Remain in Mexico language, you're, you're wasting your time. That, that is what our Border Patrol officers need. They need Title 42 without the public health requirement, and they need Remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico deals with asylum seekers. Title 42 deals with the rest of the migrant population. And second is it has to be stated in the law that the, the acceptable level of illegal immigration is zero, not 5,000, zero. We can't say that there's an acceptable level of illegal immigration. So, again, I think they went too broad with that language um, in the Senate. I think you have to keep it bare bones, airtight. Title 42 remain in Mexico. That's what our Border Patrol agents need to, to secure the border. What happens, though, if they agree to this and they're sort of doing it, sort of not? And the money's already, the, the military aid is already off to Ukraine, which is what they want, too. What happens? How do you have a mechanism to enforce this is what I'm asking. It, it's sound, but how do you enforce it? Well, it, the, the, the executive branch of government enforces the law. The legislative branch passes the laws, and this is a problem. You know, look at Larry Krasner, uh, Dom. Mm-hmm. You know, Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania legislature passed all kinds of, of criminal laws, and Larry Krasner just refused to enforce it because he's in the executive branch of, of the city government. Um, so that's always going to be a challenge for, for the executive branch are they going to enforce the law or not? Uh, Larry Krasner chose not to enforce Pennsylvania state criminal law. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas has chosen not to enforce federal law, particularly Title VIII, Sections 1325 and 1326. One's a misdemeanor, the other, other's a felony. That's always going to be a challenge, but that's why it's important that in our law, we change the mays to shalls. We, we, we take it from discretionary to compulsory. And if they ignore, willingly ignore a law that requires them to act, uh, that is an impeachable offense. Which, again, that's usually a remedy, but we see the Senate reluctant to do <laughs> do anything. Um, you see Republicans in the Senate reluctant. They don't see the same thing that you voted on, that I see, that our listeners see, that Mayorkas <clears throat> is just coming up to you guys and saying the border is okay. And he just sits there. It's got to be maddening. So what's what's missing in the Senate? Is it a breakdown along partisan lines or are Republicans reluctant? Well, de- Democrats control the Senate, so obviously they're they're not going to be they're not going to be keen to to you know hold a trial for a Democrat you know administration official. But I, I've likened Alejandro Mayorkas. He 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 is the, the Larry Krasner of the Southern border. He's just refusing to enforce the That's law. That's a good analogy. And, we'll use and it. Yeah. I and I um you know I've been to the border many times, Tom. I've spoken so many times to those border patrol officers who have the hardest job in the world on a good day. Uh, they are suffering from terrible morale. They're overcome at the border. They're putting their physical, psychological, and emotional health on the line. And they're not getting the support they need. And that's not fair because what I worry about um, is the same phenomena we're seeing in our local police departments where we're seeing a wave of retirements. We're seeing recruitment challenges because people don't want to enter the profession anymore because they feel they're not supported. We're now seeing that with the Border Patrol. And the, the cynical side of me wants to, th- you know, it, it fears that this is part and parcel of what the administration wants, um, because this George Soros open borders mentality is very, very dangerous. And one of the reasons why our bill is called the Defending Borders, Defending Democracies, we're trying to call out all the intellectual inconsistencies from the fringes that don't believe that one is necessary for the other. You cannot have a democracy, a functional, healthy democracy without strong borders that applies here in the United States. It applies to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan.
Taiwan, uh, I'm a little bit cloudy. Have you been to Taiwan recently? And uh, give us this, you know, when the other day when we had this scare, I'm not sure if you were traveling then, where AT&T's service went down. Uh, there right. was not quite hysteria, but people were pretty worried. And uh, Marco Rubio, Senator Rubio said, well, if the Chinese invade Taiwan, expect that before a cyber attack. So I guess two questions. Are we doing enough on the cyber front? And then, two, your thoughts on Taiwan. Yes, so I was in Taiwan about eight weeks ago. Um, I went to the beaches that, you know, China would look to storm in the event of an invasion. It was a very eerie place to be, Dom. You felt like you were in Normandy pre-invasion. And and the topography and, and, you know, meeting with the the Taiwanese military, meeting with President Tsai, uh, which I did while I was there, and getting a sense for the threat that they face. Um, in, in their case, it's the communist dictatorship of the CCP. Um, are we doing enough on cyber? No, we're not. We're not doing enough on any of these fronts, to be honest, Dom. Um, this administration, unfortunately, and you know, we're going to continue to work with them where we can to help our district and our country, but they just haven't uh, – they, they've been a day late and a dollar short on all fronts. Uh, they're not enforcing the border. They've been slow to get Ukraine the assistance they need to actually make a difference in their battle with Russia. And they've been slow on the issue of Taiwan. Um, this is a very dangerous world. And, and we, are, we have dictators on the rise that are looking to relitigate the outcome of World War II. And dictators are no different than the bullies that you and I encountered uh, in school. They will continue to steal your lunch money every day until you confront them. Um, they only uh, understand one language, and that is strength. They are not seeing strength from this administration. So Taiwan obviously is very, very concerned. Hong Kong fell. Um, under uh, mm-hmm. President Biden, uh, Ukraine was invaded under President Biden. Uh, nothing happened in the in the administration prior, and then the administration prior to that, President Obama. That's when Crimea was annexed. So, you know, for all these people out there that want to say that you know we're not good on Ukraine, I'd like to remind them of these facts. Um, peace through strength is a very important principle. It's the principle of Ronald Reagan. Um, it was what kept America safe. Um, and I think we need to get back to that thinking and that mentality. Congressman, thank you. Anytime. Please uh, join us. Uh, welcome back home. Thank you, sir. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.